Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the USA? With more than 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers. I have their trees and plants at my home, and they're fantastic. Have you had your fair share of landscaping woes and wasted weekends at crowded nurseries? Finding fast-growing trees will be like stumbling upon a hidden treasure, believe me. With fast-growing trees, it's different. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And my audience can get an extra 15% off by using promo code BILL at checkout. So please go to FastGrowingTrees.com. Use promo code BILL at checkout. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. here. Welcome to the No Spin News, Wednesday, November 8, 2023. Stand up for your country. So election 2023, most people didn't vote. They stayed home. Um, it's always the way it is on an off election year when there's not a president or governor, that kind of thing running. Um, not too much to report on it other than the abortion thing that the press is making a big deal out of. And I'll put it into perspective for you. Uh, in a moment. But it's very important that you understand that now in America, 2023, November, the deceit at the media level is the highest it has ever been. And it's very, very important that you know that. You can't believe most of what you hear. And that's why we are in business. And so we hope you spread the word because um, it was it was interesting. I was on a Hannity radio program uh, today, as I am every Wednesday, uh, and I'll do News Nation tonight with Cuomo. I do that every Wednesday. Wednesday's a busy day. But I disagreed with Hannity on a couple of things uh, today that I think caught him by surprise. So we're not here to uh, push 
any political party or ideology. We're here to tell you what the deuce is happening so you can make your own decisions. But that is not the agenda of uh, most others uh, in this country. Um, So, again, we need you to spread the word. So uh, yesterday's vote is the subject of this evening's Talking Points memo. Press is screaming the Democrats had a good night. Uh, you know, they didn't have a bad night. Was it good? I, you know, that, that's a relative word. Um, Ohio, there was one ballot measure about abortion uh, to enshrine it in the Constitution of Ohio, the state constitution. So that, that won 57-43, overwhelming one in a very Republican state. So the state constitution now guarantees every person in Ohio the right to one's own reproductive medical treatment, including but not limited to abortion. Okay, it's basically a play against big government. And this is what the Supreme Court intended, to kick the abortion issue back to the individual states so the folks could vote on what kind of an abortion law they want. And the law is going to differ from state to state. Here in New York, where I am, they don't, there's never going to be any restrictions on abortion. Again, never. You're going to be able to go, and the day you're supposed to give birth, you can kill that fetus or that baby, whatever, you know. And you can do that in New York, and nobody's going to do anything about it. But in other states, there are going to be time limits. In Ohio, there will be. But this just basically enshrines it. Now, let's get into uh, Virginia. So the governor, Glenn Youngkin, and I I talked to Hanny about this today. He won because he stuck up for parental rights when his opponent, Terry McAuliffe, said, no, back off, you parents. The schools will tell you how to raise your kid. And Youngkin said, you're nuts, and Youngkin won. Well, Youngkin got behind a restrictive abortion law in Virginia, the Commonwealth of Virginia, and he lost uh, yesterday. So the state legislature, state senate, is Democrats 21, Republicans 17, House of Delegates, 51 Democrat, 47 Republicans. Close, but that didn't do Youngkin any good. All right, it did. Because now he's got to deal with a legislature that's Democrat. Um, now, here in where I live on Long Island, there are more than 3 million people here, all right, on this island, which stems from Brooklyn to Montauk Point and to orient on the North Shore. This used to be solid liberal territory here. That's flipped. So there isn't a wave toward the Democrats. So the Republicans on Long Island consolidated gains yesterday. Now, there was no abortion thing in play, right? This was based on social disorder, crime, taxes, all the things the Democrats are pushing uh, and making society worse. So be very, very careful. One uh, other caveat before we get to the rest of the program. The Republican Party would be very smart because Trump is already doing it to de-emphasize abortion. And I disagreed with Hannity about that. Hannity thinks, no, 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 you are not going to convince people who want to believe that abortion is okay, that it's not okay. People believe what they want to believe. And with the decline of religion, 
particularly organized religion in America, we are becoming more and more and more of a secular country. So the moral aspect of destroying the unborn isn't a top consideration for many secular people. Again, they believe what they want to believe. So they say, well, the fetus isn't a human being. Well, how do you know? There's no data to back that up. None. But they want to believe it. But you're not going to change their mind. You're not. So my suggestion to the GOP, the grand old party, is to concentrate on adoption. Take the higher ground. The goal of the pro-life movement, and many in the Republican Party, is to save the lives of innocents. That's what the debate's all about. It's not about denying women. It's not about medical care. It's about saving the lives of the innocent. So if the country, and the states would have to do it, got behind more adoption programs by funding and things like that, and it's certainly doable, you'd save more lives. That way you can convince people, look, it's, it's only a few months, and you're going to birth a baby who's going to get a good home. You know, you're not going to win it every time, but where is that factor? That's the high ground. And again, you don't, <clears throat> excuse me, you don't see Trump talking about abortion much because he knows it's a loser. He knows that it'll, he has problem with women anyway, Trump. That'll just make it harder. But he did appoint Supreme Court justices who are traditionalists, and that will and has affected abortion. And that's the memo. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been delivering on its promise to do good and never forget the sacrifices of America's greatest heroes. Heroes who put their lives on the line to protect our country and our communities. Heroes like Bristol, Connecticut Police Sergeant Dustin DeMonte. After responding to a domestic violence incident, he sustained fatal gunshot wounds. He left behind his expectant wife and two children. Thanks to the generosity of people like you, Tunnel to Towers paid the mortgage on the DeMonte family home, lifting a financial burden. As his loved ones mourned the decorated officer's loss, they welcomed a miracle, the child he would never get to meet. So many families need your help. Please help America's heroes and their young families. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good in their honor. 95 cents out of every dollar you donate goes to their programs. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Sorting through your expenses, estimated payments, and all those tax deductions can be overwhelming. Might even lead to a failure to file and failure to pay penalties that pile up on your tax debt. The attorneys at Tax Network USA have been lifesavers for many Americans. Their team has successfully saved clients more than $1 billion in tax debt, a billion. Whether you're in the hole for $10,000 or $10 million, they are ready to help. The expert attorneys and tax professionals at Tax Network USA are equipped to secure the best settlement for you and help you resolve all tax cases. So please go to taxnetworkusa.com bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. These debt relief programs are expected to change, so get started now.
Please go to taxnetworkusa.com slash bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. All right, <clears throat> Joe Biden has nothing on his schedule. It's Wednesday. Why would you work on Wednesday? I, I don't know. I mean, they don't even fake it anymore. The White House put a schedule, they put out nothing. Well, we're not doing anything today. <laughs> okay, but yesterday, Corinne Jean-Pierre, the White House spokesperson, got in trouble again. She's not a deep thinker. I think that's accurate. Because NBC, Peter Alexander, asked her, well, what about these people who are tearing down the Hamas atrocity posters? You know, and they're tearing them down. Shouldn't Americans see what Hamas is doing? And here's what uh, Corinne said. Go. There have been some tense um, confrontations that have taken place there. Is the White House's view that these actions should be condemned, the pulling of the pulling down of them, or that that's a form of peaceful protest? Look, I, I haven't, I've sort of kind of seen the reporting here and there. I think it was from last week, There's right? There's been like 30 million videos that have gone around. No, so I know, I hear much, you. I hear you. I'm just not going to... Uh, I'm not going to, okay? I'm not okay? going. Is that peaceful protest to I, pull that down or should I, you not be doing I'm just that? not going to go into uh, specifics on that particular thing. Yeah, it's your job, lady. That's your job. You can, you could say that to every question. I'm not going to answer it. So that she looked like you fill in the adjective. And then she was forced to release a paper statement. And it says, quote, as a result of the monster attacks, communities and families are grieving. For the past month, the families of those who have been taken hostage have lived in agony. Tearing down pictures of their loved ones who are being held hostage by Hamas is wrong and hurtful, unquote. So she got taken to the woodshed, to use a cliche. She goes back, the guy running the White House, <laughs> it's the chief of staff whose name escapes me at the moment, says, hey, you can't do that. Another embarrassment, but this goes on and on and on and on. And by the way, uh, the Oversight Committee uh, in the House has announced that Hunter and Jim Biden have been subpoenaed to appear. All right. Now, they won't answer any questions. They'll take the fifth. I'm almost positive they will. Uh, but they got it now. The president's brother and son have to appear on the money stuff, which is building. See, it's been obscured by Israel and other things, but it's, believe me, it's building. There is a Republican debate tonight, Miami, uh, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. DeSantis, Ramaswamy, Scott, Haley, Christie on the stage, five of them. Um, if there are any highlights, I will play them for you tomorrow. I am not expecting much, but I could be wrong, you know. I was. I think the last time I was wrong was 1993, but no, nah, if there's anything of note, we'll play it for you. At the same time, Trump's holding a rally in Hialeah, Florida, and you can expect Newsmax to, to take that rally because every time Newsmax takes a Trump rally, they double their ratings, so they'll, I'm sure they'll take it. Okay, so uh, we have a very interesting guest tonight for you. Uh, she's a young senator, national senator from Alabama. She has a new book out called God Calls on Us to Do Hard Things, Lessons from the Alabama Wire Grass. 
Uh, Senator Katie Britt joins us now from Washington. So we'll get to your book um, because you and I are simpatico on a lot of this stuff. And that's not why I'm having you on. But, you know, when I read your book, I I could be reading some of my columns. Um, So we're kind of there. But first of all, I want to get to uh, the abortion thing. Now, Alabama obviously is a pro-life state. So you don't have these kinds of controversies there, do you? Yeah, we we protect life in Alabama and uh, believe that we need to do that at every turn. And it's not uh, just about being pro-birth and making sure that every child has an opportunity to be born, but it's making sure that that child truly has an opportunity for the American dream. And so it's to what you said earlier, it's focusing on, on the total package here, looking at, and we have our team digging into uh, options about childcare and how we make that more affordable and accessible. We talk about educational freedom, ensuring that no child zip code determines their opportunity because we have children that are, are trapped in a failing school of no fault of their own. And so giving them a pathway, knowing that education is the pathway to pos- prosperity, it's a pathway to achieve the American dream, focusing on those things, focusing on mental health. I, you know, okay, but, but you're getting ahead now. All of them. You're, you're getting ahead of <laughs> The fetus's ability to go to school is, you know, we have to give the, look, what I'm trying to get across here is there are different areas in the country that see the world in a different way. So Alabama is primarily a pro-life state. You're not going to have to deal with the stuff they're dealing with in Ohio. Um, But if you, uh, Senator, came to New York and ran for the Senate here, you get clobbered. I mean, you get slaughtered. Because people believe what they want to believe. And Alabama values, uh, and I have to confess, I feel much more comfortable with Alabama values than I do with New York values. And I'm a native New Yorker. I know the state as well as any human being on the planet. I'm much more comfortable with your values because of my belief system. But I know I'm not going to convert the secularists. And that's the heart of this abortion issue when it comes to voting. You're not going to change a lot of minds. Well, I I think it goes to what you were talking about earlier. And one of the things that I've been trying to talk so diligently about, and we actually do talk in the book, you you talk about the moral aspect of this and moral clarity. We've seen an erosion of of a moral compass in this country. And when you're talking about it, you know, when you mentioned what would be okay in New York, I mean, we need to state the facts. We need to talk about how liberal, how far reaching the Democrats' policy is on this. Every single senator in the United States Senator with a D by their name voted in the last Congress to allow an abortion up to the moment of birth. And, you know, that is just, that puts us in line. There's only five nations, the United States being one of them, that allows you to take the life of a child after 24 weeks. That that is Is absolutely true, but it also goes to the mind of the American voter. Uh, Half the country doesn't care. It's reproductive rights is much more important than human rights to them. And then when you go human, they go, oh, the fetus isn't human. And then where do you go? You can't go anywhere. So anyway, all right. Um, let's go. You went to Israel, right? About two weeks ago. Were you there? I was there. Yes, that's correct. Okay. Do you think Biden is doing the right thing now? Backing Israel, spending a lot of uh, U.S. taxpayer money over to help Israel. Do you 
are you behind him in that or do you feel that he's got, uh, you know, some things that you don't support? Look, I appreciate him uh, going to Israel right after the terrible barbaric attacks of October 7th. I appreciate that. I appreciate the deterrence with regards to making sure that um, we have people there in the Mediterranean Sea. But the, the truth is, this is foreseeable when it comes to the weakness from this administration. We've seen it time and time again. Him easing off of sanctions instead of reinforcing sanctions uh, is totally unacceptable. We know who is funding this. It's Iran. We know that they chant death to America, death to Israel. And so we need to make sure that we go back to a strategy of maximum pressure. We need to work with our colleagues, other countries in the G7, to make sure that loopholes are actually closed. And we have to actually project strength. I do believe, listen, when we say never again, which is what we said 80 years ago, we said never again, it has to actually mean never again. We need more All right, strength. So you, you want more pressure put upon Iran. Is that what you're saying? I absolutely do. But I also want even stronger messaging coming out of the White House. When you have a White House press secretary that dances around anti-Semitism, it oh, is completely crazy. and totally unacceptable. It is crazy. Okay. These are barbaric attacks, Bill. When I saw them, these these people wore GoPro cameras on their head. They gouged out eyeballs of men, cut fingers off little boys, uh, cut feet off of little girls before murdering an entire family and then eating at their breakfast table after doing that. Disgusting. I saw where they raped women. I, I saw where they b killed Look, children. Absolutely right. There's no doubt about it. And the, the pro-Hamas core is the extreme radical left, which, you know, is, is unfortunately a presence on a campus. I want to get to one more thing before we get to your book. So you have a staffer who in D.C., a dangerous place now, the District of Columbia is dangerous. Uh, was mugged by gunpoint, guy took her wallet, car, zoomed away. The federal government runs Washington, D.C. Can't you guys do anything about it? We sure need to. Uh, we need to see real leadership, both from the House and the Senate, to continue to send a message. Listen, young men and women from across this nation should be able to come to serve their country, which is exactly what they're doing when they're working here, and be able to do so in safety. We should be able to have visitors and school groups come to our nation's capital and not be worried about being mugged when walked, walking two blocks. It, it, this is unacceptable. If you look at the failed leadership of the mayor here, we, it, we call it Tent City. Um, she has put the priorities of the homeless population above the, the safety and security of others instead of trying to figure out a way to deal with both. This is once again the liberal left and their failed policies going weak on crime, um, tre not treating our law enforcement officers with the dignity and respect they deserve. We've got to continue to back the blue, send a message, yeah, I would like and to then see... think about what you're never going to get it through the Democrat Senate and, and Schumer in a million years. Never. But I'd like to see a bill, you know, a real bill introduced by Republican senators say, look, we want to clean up the nation's capital. And here's what we want to do, because, again, the federal government has the last say there. All right, let's get to your book. God calls on us to do hard things. Lessons from the Alabama wire grass. Now, I've been to Alabama a number of times. I support uh, the uh, Talladega College down there. You know that. Uh, the yes. Black School. Yeah, I'm a big supporter of that school. 
Um, we brought their marching band up here to march in the Macy's St. Uh, Patrick's Day, Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade when nobody else would pay for them. I paid for them to come up here. And I'm not bragging about it. I'm just giving you a little context that I know what's going on in Alabama. So when I'm reading your book, I go, this is a good book because I like it. <laughs> you know, it, it coincides with my belief system. But then it occurs to me, and this is a frustration in my life, that I can't convince people who don't want to believe in God, and believe me, their allegiance are growing in this country, I can't convince them that there is an act of God who wants them to use their talents and, and solve problems and go after things that are evil. I, I just can't convince them. Look, uh, we certainly can't convince them if we don't talk about it. And I think it is critically important um, to continue to talk about our faith and to talk to remind people who they are and whose they are. And so I have seen in the peaks um, and certainly the valleys in my life that relying on the Lord, coming back to that foundation consistently um, is what is what enables us to, to move forward. And I think everybody needs to realize that we're all called for a purpose. God calls each of us for a purpose. And we talk about it in the book. You know, your arena may be different than mine or someone listening is different next to the person sitting to them. It doesn't make it any less important and any, um, you know, it is, it is so important that we all uh, lean into that, figure out what that is and move forward. And so in the book, we talk about that. We talk about the foundational principles of faith, family, and freedom. We talk about the next generation and equipping them with the dignity of a, you know, an honest day's work. We have an entire generation of people um, that, that are being taught by our government to just keep your hand out and let them give you more, more, more instead of um, instead of doing that. So seeing the country that our children are growing up in and the country we grew up in, you know, how do we reinforce the values that make this nation so great? Those of freedom, of, yeah. of, of liberty. Most of it, and that's what most, this is about. Right. Most of it should fall on the shoulders of the parents uh, because the state is never going to do that. Um, but I applaud you for writing the book. And it's again, God calls on us to do hard things. Senator Katie Britt. Uh, I hope we can talk again, Senator. It's very nice of you to come on and uh, chat with me today. Hey, I appreciate it. And every generation is called to do hard things. I think we're seeing what our hard thing is right in front of us. And it's time to stand up and, and, um, and do hard things. Okay, good. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right, let's go to the House of Representatives. So, you know, the squad, right? So that's Ocasio-Cortez, uh, Ilan Omar, uh, Rashida Tlaib, the real far left socialists. Well, they're backing Palestine, Palestinians and Hamas by extension. They'll say, oh, no, no, we're not backing them, but they are. Um, so uh, Tlaib uh, is up yesterday to be censured, which means nothing. I'll explain in a minute. And defending her is Omar. Roll the tape. What is true here is that every single one of them has not acknowledged the fact that Palestinians are dying in the tens of thousands, but will continue to say it is us who are not acknowledging humanity. Rashida will stand strong. Gentle ladies, time has expired. Movement will continue for liberation until every single ladies, time has expired. Has the right Ge to gentleman live from Maryland is recognized. 
Okay, so it, the censorship on uh, Tlaib did take place. 234 to 188, um, four Republicans didn't want to censure her, basically on freedom of speech grounds. I understand that argument, by the way. But what does it mean to be censured? Nothing. Nothing. You get a little note in your file that you were censured. <laughs> they don't care at all. Um, these socialists, you know, college kids pay attention to them. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine. Enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe, download now, The Truth. Uh, let's go to California. Gavin Newsom having a little troll in a polling. Uh, this is from uh, Berkeley Institute of Governmental Studies, the University of California. More than 6,000 registered California voters. Do you approve or disapprove of Gavin Newsom's job performance? 44 approve. 49 in California disapprove. Wow. And that is down 11 points since February of this year. Now, why? Why is Gavin tanking out there? Ah, what an interesting question. I think it's because of economics. I think working people in California are getting killed by taxes and high prices. But I, don't, I can't say that 100%, but I think that's what it is. All across the country, uh, household debt is now a record, all right? The average American household owes, ready, $145,000 to record. That includes mortgage, okay? That's a lot of money. It's a big hole. Okay, now, um, interest rates have gone from 3% home mortgages under Trump, to almost 8% under Biden. So the debt's going to go up. And Biden, he didn't want to cut anything. So it's like this, but all I can do is give you the facts. Credit card debt, more than a trillion dollars. Now, in a, Americans owe more than a trillion dollars on credit cards. <clears throat> so let's take a look at your situation. 8%. Uh, are in delinquency. That means they can't pay. They can't pay the minimum. If you run enough stuff on your credit card, and a lot of businesses, they don't even want cash anymore. They want you to buy the little sandwich on your credit card. I don't do that. Okay, I, I Even at this point in my life, I keep track of what I spent. Okay, so 10% of credit card holders, and you got to have a credit card in this country. You have to. Um, 
are in persistent debt. They're not going to be able to pay it off. This comes back. This is going to come back to cut banking profits, um, credit card, Amex, all, all of those. Because people, they're running it up and you can't pay it off. Now, if you can't pay it off, your credit rating blows up. So a lot of this debt is from younger Americans under the age of 40. So if you're 28 and you're running up big credit card debt and you can't pay it off, you're not going to be able to get a loan to buy a house or a car. You won't get one. All right. Most Americans have no clue about any of this because they're not taught in high school how to manage money or what you can't go into debt. You go into debt, your credit rating is going to get hammered and you're not going to be able to borrow any money. And you have to borrow money if you want to have a house. Unless you're a Kennedy or something like that. Let's segue into the smart life segment. So I told you last week, you should have a list and check it twice for Christmas and Hanukkah gifts. Right now. A list on a piece of paper like this, written with your hand, names of people you want to give gifts to. And cards to you know, don't you want to forget anybody? All right. Once you get the list of people you want to give to, then you put a dollar figure next to the name. So Aunt Sophie, I want to spend a hundred bucks on Aunt Sophie. That's generous. Between 75 and 100, okay? And then down and down and down and down and down. And then at the end, you add it all up. You can use a calculator if you're bad at math like I am. Okay, and you see, this is how much money that I budgeted on gifts. That way, when you go into the store and you're hearing Mariah Carey sing the songs and you're walking around, you see all the decorations, you don't impulse buy. All right, if you know what you want to get these people, that's even better. But put a figure about how much you want to spend on them. I just bought my daughter her Christmas present. It was insane. I'm not going to tell you what it was, but I, I'm an indulgent father. All right? But it had to be bought now because it's a concert situation. But she's my daughter. You know? So, anyway, you got to be generous, even if you're, it's tight. But there's other things you can do. All right, to bring this under control. Because this is a season now where you can get really financially hammered and in a lot of trouble. So if you have a skill like baking, you can bake. And people like that, little brownie, cookies, whatever it may be, okay? I, if you can fix something, you can write up a little gift certificate, you know, and give it to somebody when next time you have a problem in the house, the gift's on me, I'll come and fix it. Cre creative, see? You use your skills, and people appreciate that. They appreciate it. Some may not even use it, all right? But I'm trying to give you, in the Smart Life segment, ways to keep things under control. Now, we have helped you. So we have the book bundle of all 13 killing books. All right, where you can go on BillOReilly.com, 
order them all, and you get a present for yourself. My live performance 10 days ago in Huntington, Long Island. You, you'll, you'll get the whole thing. No one else will see it. That's free. We're kicking that in. But you get 13 killing books. That's 13 gifts. Nice gifts. You know, it's the most popular nonfiction book series in the world. In the world. And there's a reason. So you know people, and if they're interested in World War II, we have World War II. Interested in Revolutionary War, Civil War, Abe Lincoln, John F. Kennedy. We had them, got them all. Jesus. Killing Jesus. I mean, on Christmas. I know killings probably doesn't go in with Christmas, but it's about the Nazarene. Anyway, we bundle it up to send you all of that. And when you do the average out on gifts, you're going to be way, way ahead. And we have other things too, combo things, all right, that you buy and then you get two gifts or three gifts. Become a premium or concierge member. You get a gift card to give to somebody else. You get a free book. All of this is creative gift giving and will save you a bundle. Smart life. Putin, 2024, he says he's going to run again. <laughs> so uh, he's going to run for president of Russia again. Uh, if he wins, and I believe he will, because anyone running against him will be assassinated. So that cuts down on the field. Uh, he will be the longest Russian president since Joseph Stalin. And those two are kind of simpatico. It, there's no truth to the fact of a new slogan, vote for me or I'll kill you. That's not going to happen. Uh, and it was a rumor that it might. The Stay in history, November 8th, 1960, Democratic uh, U.S. Senator John F. Kennedy defeats Vice President Richard Nixon. Fascinating race 63 years ago today. All right. The electoral vote was Kennedy 303, Nixon 219. Popular vote. Kennedy, you see it on the screen there, 34 million to 26. Nixon, 34 million, 108. Just 118,000 votes separated the two. Wow. Now, the Republicans scream fraud because in Illinois and Texas, there was fraud. Oh, it was. Daly in Chicago rigged the whole thing. The mayor in Cook County and LBJ in Texas did exactly what Daley did. And if Nixon had won those two states, he would have defeated Kennedy. And it happened. But Nixon, to his credit, said, no, not going to go back and relitigate it, just like Gore did. Go to the country and we'll move ahead. And that happened 63 years ago today. Back with Mel and a final thought that may amuse you. Okay, let's go to the mail. Bonnie, um, the Democrats can run a yellow dog and it would defeat Donald Trump because 51% of the country hates Trump more than they care about inflation or anything else. All right. Lee, concierge member. Go Lee. Good decision. Obama continues to do his apology tour for our actions as a country. This is an old line from Obama. Led to our country's weakness on the world stage. All right. Well, at least he's consistent, right? Um, Cynthia Highhouse, Portland, Oregon. I used to work in Portland. Many of you know, KATU TV, Channel 2. Bill, what role does Black Lives Matter play 
in President Trump's legal barrels. Zero. Black Lives Matter is over. Okay? They took all the money. They spent it on themselves. I think even the dimmest American knows that now, but they don't have anything to do with it. Steve Gibson, Henderson, Nebraska. Many years ago, my daughter delivered our local paper. At the time, the kids had to collect the money for the subscriptions. One woman wouldn't pay. I took the woman to small claims court. Ended up, the woman had to pay my daughter plus the court costs. Okay. Small claims court, Steve. Thank you for writing. Check it out in your county. Can be a tremendous resource for you. Um, Lloyd, no wonder Gen Zers are the way they are if seniors are regressing into younger behavior like smoking pot and watching a form of The Bachelor. Yeah, I don't know if we baby boomers are giving the best example to the urchins these days. I think that's a legitimate point, Lloyd. Carol, I challenge you, Bill, to watch the entire Housewives series on Bravo, then report back to me. Carol, that's not going to happen. <laughs> not that I object reporting back to you, but I, no, some things you just can't do. Adam Sherman, High Ridge, Missouri. Bill, thought you should know I saw a Team Normal shirt at the Metallica concert last Sunday. Right on. Team Normal. Adam goes on, you're everywhere. Well, we're happy to see the Metallica fans are on Team Normal. We got the shirts, the mugs, everything on BillOReilly.com. Chris Moore, Searcy, Arkansas. I have been listening to you for more than 20 years, O'Reilly. You're the most honest reporter I can find. So I just paid for a membership to get more news. Thanks very much for the honesty. Membership will enhance your life on BillOReilly.com. No doubt about it. Victoria Blood, Joplin, Missouri. Just finished The Witches. Appreciate your connection of evil from the past. To today's cancel culture. Do you think Ronald Hunkler opened himself to possession by the devil for uh, using the occult? I don't know. I don't believe in the occult, like the Ouija board stuff. But Ronald Hunkler, the boy from Maryland, 13, who underwent an exorcism, a real exorcism, every American should know his story. That's why we put it in. Okay, uh, go to the BillOReilly.com uh, Christmas and Hanukkah store. Pick up some good stuff. As we said, word of the day, no palter, P-A-L-T-E-R. And we have a final thought about um, how we are entertained. And that comes up next. All right, here's the final thought of the day. I told you yesterday I would report back to you on the American culture. It used to be, and it bind us all together. That's what it used to be. Okay, television, we all watch the same shows, could discuss them. People became huge stars, all in the family. Mary Tyler Moore, you know the drill. Johnny Carson at night, um, Brokaw in the morning, uh, you know, Jennings doing the news. Now, gone. So um, the same thing is happening in the news. So I'll give you some numbers to back up what I say. So. Over the past four weeks since the writer's strike ended, here are the late-night comedians' audiences. Colbert, a unbelievable leftist, is averaging 1,700,000 viewers. Okay? 
1,700,000. Kimmel, 1,590,000. Fallon, 1,290,000. Just to put it in perspective, when I did the factor, two runs, I did about between five and six million. That's what I did on the Fox News channel. So late night is gone. Vanished. There's very, very few people watching. Morning. Good morning, America. Averaging a bit over three million a day. NBC's Today Show, 2.9 million. And CBS Morning, 2.275 million. So those numbers, I mean, I dwarf them on cable television with my program, The O'Reilly Factor, for more than 20 years. Gone. People are all over the place. And that means it is harder to get your message out. So I used to go on all of those shows and sell books. You know, I hold up the book, this and that. Okay, boom, 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 boom. There were millions of people watching. I went on Letterman and Leno, Kimmel in the morning, and and it was fun. Fun for the audience, fun for me. Now, nobody watches. So you can see the book industry just tumbled down. Same thing with recordings. All right, you got to get go to Spotify to hear new music because all the radio playing classic rock and all that, and. We are becoming tribes, like individual tribes all over the place. That's why this uh, pro-Hamas movement on college campuses stunned so many people. Surprised, go, what, what? How could this happen? It happens because these people, Americans, now live in these little bubbles right here. And they go where people, what they want to believe, they, they go where people who believe what they believe are. They don't want to hear anything else. Dangerous. And that's why this broadcast, the No Spin News and BillOReilly.com, is like this. Because we don't do that segmentation. We tell you the truth about what's going on in America and around the world. So anyway, the numbers are dismal. They're still beyond. Everybody will, but they're not making nearly as much money as they used to make. So thank you very much for watching and listening to the No Spin News. We'll see you again tomorrow.